spit my gum out. That would be annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, um. <laughs> um, okay, guys, we are talking about the new Dahmer limited series on Netflix. And yes. we just talked about it for like 15 <laughs> minutes. I was like, maybe we should hit record because yeah. like, I'm sure our listeners yeah. also would like that. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but Evan Peters is sexy and has me <laughs> questioning my sanity because uh-huh. I'm watching him as Dahmer and like I'm a little bit hot and bothered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I know. But you know what? It is what it is. Yep. It is what it is. And it's just the actor, not just the, the actor, not the act. character. Yeah. Right. Not the character. It's not the shit that he does. Yeah. But I would recommend watching the show <laughs> what was that yes so it's except for the weightlifting yeah. that part that, uh-huh. i do like that part. <laughs> that's legit that that's is fine. kind of hot yeah. um anyway so um okay welcome to episode eight season two episode eight of girls gone spooky i'm liv and i'm amy and, and Amy is- just got a haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's already up already. I put it away. I know, already but it looks so go. good though. So fresh shit that's fresh. Yes. Um fresh. I keep leaning towards my mic as if it's working. Um so I'm sorry <laughs> if my sound sounds weird today, but my mic isn't connecting for some reason. So <sighs> anyway, I cut you off, Amy. This is Girl <laughs> Girls Gone. Gone. Okay. I don't even know if we Ayo. said that already. We might have. I don't think we did. Maybe episode. Yeah, maybe we did. Who knows? Who cares? That's I'm, where I'm we just are. so distracted by sexy Evan Peters <laughs> and by as Dahmer. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that top. That is mm-hmm. top priority. Yeah. Um. Okay. First things first. Did we say happy Girls Gone Spooky anniversary last episode? I don't think we did. No, I don't think we did either. How did we well, not? Happy anniversary. Yay. It was last week, but mm-hmm. it was like middle of last week, I think. So happy anniversary. Yay. Yay. I did year. it. Can you believe? <laughs> no, I can't. It does not feel that long, really. No. And I mean, it's just been so much fun. So mm-hmm. like for anyone like hanging with us, listening, yeah. we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We like originally started doing this literally just for us because yeah. we think it's so interesting. And I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be very corny for a second. Like obviously <laughs> we've stayed super close since college, but this has made me feel like so much closer to you in like a day-to-day kind of way. Yeah. And I'm like insanely grateful for that. So um, yeah, me happy too. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Yay, happy anniversary! And I was Yay. thinking about that. How we—I feel like it hasn't been a challenge to come up with topics mm-hmm. still. No, and I hope it will continue to be, yeah, you know, somewhat easy because yeah. we are so into this. So yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and I find like there's I feel like for a while it was like, oh, like is this a good topic? Is this a good topic? But lately, it's been really like rolling mm-hmm. you know I think the shift to this like format has worked really well as opposed yeah. to like locations mm-hmm. um but yes. yeah so just very grateful and yeah. spooky <laughs> very spooky. always always spooky <laughs> um so we're gonna put a dime in the jukebox baby <laughs> and 
talking about some haunted music. I'm a fan. Oh my god! Uh, I don't even think I don't think we can describe that. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll try very briefly. With Amy and I were in university. We were laying on her bed one day, completely sober, and had our hands up like little hand puppets, like all fingers and thumb together, and we're like making them talk. <laughs> we were completely sober, like not high, not drunk. It was like a 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, mm -hmm. and we're like, woohoo, I was the fan. <laughs> and we were laughing so oh, hard. Yeah. And now it, we're just a couple of silly nanas, you know? Uh -huh. um, Always and forever. Were we even listening to forever. music? Or was I it don't think so. Like, <laughs> suddenly. I think we were literally laying on your bed doing the, the Mustang Daily Crossword puzzle. <laughs> and then we rolled over and started doing <laughs> that fucking thing. Like, <laughs> oh, wait. I remember why. Because remember, we didn't have any, we had like weird service issues in your room. And oh. so I was like, I'm going to put my phone on the elevator. And I like flipped onto my back <laughs> and put my phone on my foot. And, started <laughs> and then once my leg was up there, then I saw my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know, we're so weird. We had to be there. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> moment so anyway we can move on to that <laughs> yeah you poor innocent souls mm -hmm. um okay so we're talking about haunted music and some of mine okay so amy's covering some more like directly haunted music like obvious things mm -hmm. mine is like again a little bit adjacent but it's still music it's just like music boxes not mm -hmm. exclusively but they're so many haunted music boxes and they all yes. play music right so like yeah. that's part of the haunting Ooh. obviously amy has her own creepy story about haunted music boxes or a haunting involving a musical thing do i <laughs> don't you didn't that thing in your room it wasn't music box though it was like a little oh. solar powered toy? toy thing oh okay but didn't it but play it music cool. or no no Oh, it didn't. Oh, for some reason I like, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I misremembered that then. I thought it like played music. I was like, that's fucking no, terrifying. No, but I do have Stop a music me. box that like, it, you wind it up and it seems like it's done and then suddenly it starts playing again. But I don't think that's like mm. ghosty at all. A mechanical but, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. thing that, I'll just tell the story anyway. I was just like standing in my yeah. room and I had this little toy I guess it was that spun around and it was solar powered but it stopped working for some reason and hadn't been working for a while and then suddenly one day I had this weird feeling and I looked over and this toy was spinning and then it stopped so you know I don't like it <laughs> bizarre don't like that at all yeah but no music um, but still creepy okay okay still very creepy um, okay, so I'm going to take you guys through a few different music box stories, some short, some a little longer. And then there's a really interesting thread from Reddit about like cursed or haunted music it stems from their like the OP's personal story and then a ton of comments, of little like Ooh, creepy snippets. So cool. I'm just going to okay. kind of read through like the highlights of those. So mm -hmm. 
starting with the first haunted music box. So this is um, a user named Banham31 on Reddit. And they're basically asking like, does anyone know anything about like haunted items? And they go on to explain, my nan sadly, so cute, nan. (laughs) My nan sadly passed away a few years ago and I inherited her musical smoking box, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently is a thing. Since I've had it, it sat on my bookshelf for years and only gets dusted. I made sure when I put it there, it had no tension on the mechanism so it wouldn't go off on its own. And it never did go off until Christmas Day last year when I got back from the family dinner. It didn't just go off the once either. It was continuous for a while longer than it would normally have gone off if it were wound up. Hmm. And remember, they checked to make sure there was no tension on it. Yeah, I've tested it since to see how long it'll go for. I'm absolutely a skeptic and don't believe in the supernatural at all until this happened. It was just way too coincidental for me to explain any other way. And it's really unnerving me. I'm wondering what I should do to test it if it really is haunted or if I'm simply going mad. Should I try try a Ouija board or a seance? My nan loved freak. I know. I was like, (laughs) nope. My man loved to freak us kids out when we were young mm-hmm. by doing seances, which mm-hmm. is like kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and was really good at it. So I was wondering if this might have something to do with this box. Any mm-hmm. advice is welcome. So, so, you know, people kind of like go on to say whatever. A lot of people are saying like burn it with salt <laughs> and gasoline to oh. like force the spirit to pass on. And the original poster is like, well, if it's if it's my nan, like I don't yeah. really want to put the spirit out. Like right. if she wants to be with me, like that's her choice. Yeah. Um, and then they go on to talk about like electrical glitches and like weird things that they could like possibly like test maybe to see if it's just like a mechanical issue. And he basically does everything that these people say to try. And it's like hmm. No luck. And then my favorite is, well, I might be late to post to this, but please don't do a Ouija board, obviously. <laughs> or <laughs> obvious. Um, your house is probably fine now, even if there is a ghost, but who knows what will happen if you lean into this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they go on to say, I'm, I'm saying this because my house used to be haunted or maybe still is. And I'm talking audibly haunted to the point it was hard to deny. Footsteps, shadows, my dogs growling, scratching, something running around in the attic, oh. weird <laughs> blinding lights, whispering, things going missing. <laughs> Someone humming loudly all the time. (laughs) And I get that for us, it wasn't hard to communicate it as opposed to you, but please just try to talk to it, even if it is a spirit. Wow. I was like, Jesus, that lit. (laughs) It goes on and on. On and on. Wow. (laughs) And then running around in the attic, shadows, dogs barking, (laughs) scratching, blinding lights. Yep. Wow. They really (laughs) just got used to a lot. Yeah, it's a hard fucking pass for me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Okay, so this story comes from uh, the UK, from Birmingham. Um, and they went to a, a, like, vintage shop, I guess, in a town called Walsall, Walsall, mm-hmm. W-A-L-S-A-L-L, and mm-hmm. found a, quote, haunted music box mm-hmm. in the back. Um, so they, they tell the story quite well, so I'm going to read it. 
As I sped along the M6 from the doghouse antiques and collectibles shop in Walsall, I heard an eerie noise. It wasn't a concerning engine sound or the frantic honking of another driver. It was the unprovoked tinkling of the little old music box I'd found hidden away at the back of a shelf in the cluttered 6,000 square foot cavern of the curiosity (laughs) shop emanating from my boot. And if you're in North America and you're like, (laughs) what is a boot? It's a trunk. (laughs) Took me a Um, second. I'd given it a good wind some five miles back, hearing it out in the car park before it set off for home, and now it had suddenly sprung into life again. My first thought was a funny one, that it sounded like an ice cream van on the motorway. My second, which was fo- which followed quickly thereafter, snatched the smile from my face as suddenly as the music had begun. I'd shared a laugh with the proprietor, John Rudder, that the box may be haunted as he was totting up my bill at the counter. Quote, and this bit is where the demon is hiding, isn't it? I joked as I gestured to the cover of the mechanism. He politely played along with my gag. He pointed out a rotating meat hanger behind the counter, which would have once been used to cook meat over a fire. This one sprang into life earlier, he said. The sun must have warmed the oil up in the mechanism and it suddenly started working again. Hmm. He'd been chatting to a little boy when I arrived, looking through a box filled with old coins. The little one was asking whether there were any Victorian coins that he could exchange for his more modern pocket money. The doghouse is by far and away the best shop in all of Walsall, as well as kind, knowledgeable staff. The entire space is filled with what's-its and who's-its, tranquilments and whatchamacallits. <laughs> some old, some new. Like, so cute. cute. Yeah. <laughs> They're hanging from the ceiling, stuffed into cases, and hidden down alleyways formed of old wooden furniture of almost every single description. So I walked around the corner and down one, checking out some reasonably reasonably priced Birmingham silver stowed away in a cabinet. Pens from the 1900s, sugar tongs, rings, earrings, and things that I couldn't place. The turning of a new hour was marked by a cacophony of noise. Grandfather clocks and wall clocks and shelf clocks and goodness knows what clocks chiming 3 p.m. I admired once-prized tea sets, giant cabinets, and records. In a pile of tins, I managed to find myself a battered but no less charming Cadbury chocolate box with a picture of a boy holding an apple on it. After moseying down every single aisle, my eyes flickered into every inch of the space so as not to miss anything. I came to my favorite part of the shop, boxy shelves containing hundreds of bits and bobs, single tankards, crystal glasses missing their five friends, old vases, and trinkets. I set aside a little funny weighed porcelain crab that had caught my eye, a cut glass goblet I felt sorry for for some reason, and the (laughs) ugliest glugglefish jug I've ever seen in my life. Quote, he looks like he's had a life, John said, as he wrapped it up in paper. Finally, I noticed some old cardboard boxes on the very bottom shelf, so I sat my bum down and set about opening them all to see what was inside. One housed an old glass thermometer, and that was when I'd first set eyes on my music box. Taddy and Warren, bearing a sticker that told me it was only five pounds, I turned it over in my hands. Surely it wouldn't work if I wound it up, so Mm -hmm. I did. It was beautiful and somehow still quite creepy. It tinkled out its tune as though it was brand new, a statement from the little box that it definitely still had life in it yet. I had to have it. As John ran me up, rang me up a bill of just 38 pounds, I made my first joke about the box being haunted. I'd plinked out a couple of notes at the desk, which would have given me the willies if I wasn't such a cynic. But as I zipped off down the motorway home, the box whirring away disconcertingly in my boot and the car seemingly now 10 degrees colder, I wondered whether I had found the box or if this strange old box had actually found me. Ooh. <laughs> Intrigue. <laughs> Intrigue. So there's no follow-up on it, but I just thought that was like, I love the way it was told mm-hmm. and just like 
it reminded me of like goosebumps you know yeah. what i mean like the name of goosebumps book yeah. like yep <laughs> so like, sweet and innocent and then you're like oh that's yeah. kind of creepy <laughs> little shiver yeah just a little shiver that was um well written yeah and just like so british and cute yeah. um <laughs> Okay, so we're back to Reddit now. So this is from a user Leather Maintenance 35. So a week or two ago, my mother bought my sister, who is four years old, a music box. I didn't think much of it, but it looked and sounded a little bit creepy. But we agreed to keep it on the porch because we had a decent sized porch with three or four chairs. My dad pointed out it sounds like the music box from Annabelle, the 2014 oh film, which as a reminder is about the Warren family and the haunting with the doll. Mm-hmm. And I agreed. So a week goes by, nothing odd happens. But on Tuesday at 10.30 p.m., which is the time I regularly shower, I can promise you I heard the music box outside my bathroom window, which is a very small window, around up top near the roof to stop people from looking in, but to stop the mirrors from getting too foggy. I heard the box go off. I was frozen, and uh, I tried to look a little bit outside the window to see a white face. It wasn't oh. a white man, but it was a full white silhouette that just moved when I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Five minutes go by. I get out to see the door locked, but I didn't lock it. So I thought I was maybe hallucinating. Now, some of you may say that someone stole it from the porch, but I doubt that that was it because there was no force entry and all the doors are locked. So they would have to get through three doors, the front door, the dining room, and the basement door. <laughs> And we have cameras, so we didn't see anyone walk in the front door. So it's, it sounds to me like the porch is not actually outside mm-hmm. so much as like out on like a landing where they have a door. Yeah, it's like a sunroom or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So two days go by and I still have not told my parents because I'm pretty sure they think I'm crazy and paranoid. And I hear that damn music box again, but now it's in the basement. Oh. <laughs> it got bad. And this time I went into my parents and my siblings' rooms to see if they're pulling a prank on me. And they all said, no, what are you talking about? I think about going down in the basement to see, but I pull myself together and I'm not going to make the same mistake people in horror movies do. (laughs) So that same day, my parents come into my room telling me to stop moving the music box inside because we agreed not to. I told them I didn't. And of course, they didn't believe me until they heard the box go off in the basement. They said it was in their room, and now it's in the basement again. They had a look of shock, fear, and distress, so I knew they weren't messing with me. They threw it in the garbage, and that's the last we've heard of it. Whoa. And this was about a year about a year ago. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then there are so many people who were like, oh, I just bought a music box, and now I'm so freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe. You should be. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that is spooky. Yeah, very creepy. Um, okay, so this one, I think this is the last of the music box one. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, let me just make sure I'm okay. Um, last of the music box ones. This is from Bubby Bumble. Um, (laughs) this one is really simple. I walked into my room and a music box went off by itself. I tried shaking it and that does make it play, but only for a really short amount of time. When it went off by itself, all I did was step near it and it played until I walked out of the room. Hmm. The weird thing about this is that the music box is very common, but mine is special. All of the ones that I found online play the entertainer, while mine plays a creepy minor tune that I can't even find on tune finding sites. So it's Whoa. like trying to just try to figure out like what is the song even. Mm-hmm. 
The music box is a copper man playing piano, and I got it from my great-grandmother's house, who is still alive. I can link a video of mine and a video of one online that plays the entertainer. I already posted on Name That Song, which is a subreddit, asking for what the tune was, but nobody has responded. Um, so there, this got so much attention, and they posted it on a several different subreddits, and so there were like people like thousands of people like where's the link where's the link so they actually linked to the youtube hmm. um, people found that it's windmills in your mind is the name hmm. of the song that's playing i don't know that. but the weirdest thing is less about the song and more about like no one's touching it they just walk <laughs> in the room and it turns on yeah. and then stops when they leave right. like just creepy that's, and bizarro yeah that would make me uncomfortable that's for sure yeah <laughs> That's for sure. sure. Um, okay, so now on to cursed slash haunted. <laughs> so the original poster's username is FJA91, and then I'm going to refer to a bunch of people who've commented. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with the original post. I worked in a four-star hotel a couple months ago, and my manager told me his personal experience with a random piece of stock music that happened to make the entire staff feel very weird and uneasy every time it came on. The freaky part was that when they were alone in the basement area, all of them heard disembodied voices whispering the lyrics to them. It got oh. so bad that almost everyone threatened to quit if they didn't remove the song from the playlist. Wow. That was a couple years ago. He still tries Googling the song unsuccessfully. Um, I'll spill the beans now to admit that my goal here is to find the song somehow because it's just so creepy. Have any of you guys experienced something similar? Um, and I obviously don't mean the overhyped stuff like Gloomy Sunday or My Way because there's, you know, there's a lot yeah. of music that people are like notoriously this is fucking creepy. And a lot of it has to do with, I'll get into this, but like the devil's tritone, which just yeah. like, in your the dissonance just in your head gives you a weird vibe mm -hmm. um this is an interesting note and i actually didn't know this and now i'm like oh i'm less annoyed by this now so they ed posted an edit and said okay this gained a lot of traction so i'll get down <laughs> to the specifics i'm naturally interested in all of your personal experiences but for those of you who feel like going on a scavenger hunt um one quick detail. Big establishments don't play the radio in hotel lobbies due to legal reasons. It's hmm. why you hear elevator music or Muzak most of the yeah. time. The song you're looking for is definitely royalty free and makes the search super difficult, mm -hmm. <laughs> which yeah. It could be anywhere from SoundCloud to sites that sell stock songs. It had elements of electronic music. And the only helpful thing is a woman singing and by the end whispering and deeper and deeper and deeper in a very monotone tone. <laughs> this was what everyone had whispered to them when they were alone and deeper mm -hmm. and deeper and deeper in the basement, which yeah. is even creepier because that's literally deeper in yeah, the building. Underground. Yeah. Yeah, and and the whispering didn't have the music accompanied. The whispering was just and deeper and deeper oh, and deeper. That's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, they they posted another update a little bit later and said like I've posted it on all of these different subreddits. Which like note to self: subreddit name that song and subreddit tip of my tongue. It's oh. literally like. Like, hey, what's that song that goes like this? Yes. And people comment, find the song, which I'm like, I need to bookmark though. Yeah, because that happens to me all the goddamn time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Except I okay. never know how to like, you know, this song that's like, it's like 
how do I spell that? And I don't think I don't think Reddit has an audio, like an audio feature. Let me see. Oh no, you can. You can talk. Oh, yeah, that is very useful. So that, yeah, that would that would help. So you could be like, okay, because like, da na na na. Just feeling like a total idiot. Um. Okay, so here are some of the comments which I thought were really interesting, which like already creepy. One of the things people mention is that there's a Madonna song that's something has the lyric like and deeper and deeper and deeper or something, mm-hmm. but she never, there's no like, people are like maybe the stock song sampled that that yeah. line or something, but there, there's nothing of Madonna's just saying like whispering that. Yeah. So they'd have to like augment the audio file so much that it just like doesn't make sense. So it's probably yeah. not connected to that at all. Mm-hmm. So someone comments, I wish I had a cool experience to share regarding a song, but just because I like the story so much, check out the production of the album, The Bedlam and Goliath by the Mars Volta. It's talked about on the Wikipedia page, but basically one of the two main songwriters went on a trip to Jerusalem and went to a bazaar and bought this old looking Ouija board. <laughs> Of all the places, you're going to go to fucking Jerusalem. (laughs) You're going to go to an ancient city Mm -hmm. of people of the book, and you're going to buy a fucking Ouija board? (laughs) Like, you are asking some bullshit right there. Advised. Shade. Mad shade. (laughs) He and the rest of the band then started using it, and things got wild. They They made contact with an entity called Goliath. And this oh. is literally called the Bedlam and Goliath the song. <laughs> mm-hmm. After that, a series of bad events um, happened, including members leaving abruptly, injuries, major problems with the recording process, including losing tons of previously recorded material, and mm-hmm. the main recording engineer having a mental breakdown and abandoning the project completely. They were able to hire another engineer, but then the member who first bought the Ouija board broke it in half and buried it in an undisclosed location undisclosed location and has vowed never to tell anyone where it is. Hmm. It all worked out in the end because the album was very successful. And in my opinion is their best. So maybe something to do with him burying it turned things around. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay. Here's another one. My old roommate told me how her close friend worked at a dance studio in Chicago. That was supposedly haunted she says that the radio would turn on on its own and songs would come on from the playlist but you could hear a demonic voice in the background (laughs) even one time something called her name Mm -mm. through the speaker Mm -mm. (laughs) i would have to quit immediately literally and someone (laughs) replied to that comment and said a lot of dance studios seem to have paranormal stuff going on which Mm -hmm. just a quick insertion i would say it's not limited to dance it's like performance arts right like dance studios um like vocal recording studios Mm -hmm. theaters i mean theaters absolutely has to be a topic yes there are so many like so many haunted theaters and Mm -hmm. actors like about to go on stage experiencing the shit and they're like what the fuck (laughs) what was that yeah i've I've even had weird shit happen in my like community theater Mm -hmm. career like creepy 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 shit yeah is that next week Um, i can't remember (laughs) i think so i think think, exciting double check yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) um 
Okay, so sorry, back to this comment. So a lot of dance studios seem to have paranormal stuff going on. My daughter goes to a dance academy, which was started in the 1940s, and it has cameras in every room for parents um, that can't be there in person to watch their kids dance. Um, they have an app where you can actually just watch live on camera. Well, one night I was bored and decided to just log in and watch at 2 p.m. And I saw some crazy shit. I'm not going to tell my daughter about it, but that place is definitely haunted. She doesn't say what, but I'm sure it's like shit moving around and like orbs and crap. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, another one. I remember I was talking about this with my coworkers just last week. My uncle was listening to an old record when a hidden song began to play. Mm -hmm. And he remembers how the lyrics were talking about events that happened to my uncle when he was a little boy. And the melody was so beautiful, it made my uncle cry. What's strange about this whole experience is that both he and his wife heard the song. And when they played it back to listen to it again, it was as as if the song had never existed on the vinyl. Whoa. They spent hours. They spent hours trying to find (laughs) it and play it back. And they never could find it, which is just mind-blowing. Uh-huh. To this day, we still talk about it and how strange that experience was. Yeah. Like, that's Extremely. weird. Yeah. That's really, that's like glitch Whoa. in the matrix shit right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. Super weird. Um, okay, this one, this is what I was talking about before the devil's tritone. So someone says, have you heard of the devil's interval or devil's tritone? Orchestras are actually banned from playing it because it has a long history of causing paranormal activity and more importantly, tragedy. There are certain tritone intervals that were historically labeled as Diabolus and Musica, the devil in music, I guess Latin. For various and possibly superstitious reasons, these tones were avoided and somewhat forbidden. Many people have said that these tritone intervals give them a very unsettling feeling as if something evil is present. A famous example, a piece called The Devil's Trill Sonata by Giuseppe Tartini. Tartini said that the devil gave him instructions on how to write this piece in a dream in exchange for his soul. Mm -hmm. Tartini woke up and immediately tried to write down what he had heard. He was never able to fully capture the music from his dream and rumor has it that the song is cursed. For another Mm -hmm. classic, more modern tritone example, a go-to is Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath, which reportedly caused real fear in people who saw them play it live in the earlier days. This was adopted by many doom metal bands who work with the tritone regularly. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting one. Yeah, I did. I read about the tritone a little bit. And mm-hmm. yeah, it is interesting. And they use it in many songs now. People just, yeah. I guess, I don't know. But it does make you uneasy. <laughs> like some of the examples that one of the articles I saw gave was that I think people could picture without hearing it right now is um, the intro to Purple Haze by Jimi mm, Hendrix mm-hmm. where it's like uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like oh, never yeah. really resolved and yeah yeah, yeah unresolved for mm-hmm. sure yeah Ooh, I even cool. think about like yeah it is cool I even think about some of like anything in like a minor key can kind of mm-hmm. give you that sense like yeah Tchaikovsky like I think mm-hmm. about Tchaikovsky's music like yeah there's so much of that that's like eerie as shit mm-hmm. but then I don't know. There's something different, though, about the tritone. Like, it's interesting. And I loved that Giuseppe Tartini story. I was Mm -hmm. like, that's really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. 
because I like I I know you'll get into this a little bit, but I like I think about like guitarists and like mm -hmm. people who are like very like I don't know, a little more like hardcore. I don't think about like classical <laughs> composers. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sell yeah. my soul. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Okay, just three more quick ones. So when I was a teenager, me and my girlfriend had, quote, our song, like many couples do. <laughs> One night to fall asleep, I was listening to it, and out of nowhere, the music changed to a set of noises that sounded like tortured animals and chanting. Oh, I was so scared that I showed my mom, and we went to see a friend of hers that deals with paranormal stuff. She heard it and was really scared. And by the way, the original song was Haruna Karada from the Naruto opening. Oh. <laughs> this was like very like kosher mm -hmm. to you. <laughs> and after listening to it a couple times, she told me to erase it. And after that, I had a couple kind of weird things happen, but nothing else music related. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's like something was trying to like yeah. creep its way in. Oof. Yeah. Um, my son loves the music from uh, ba the baby monitor. Um, and I don't like, wait, let's see. Oh, oh, oh. So my son loves music and I can hear it through the baby monitor, oh. but I really don't like to play it when he's in there because I can hear someone singing along with the song. <laughs> mm -mm. And like the son is young for that. Yeah. I've not told my boyfriend um, because it's it's really quiet, but I swear I can hear someone singing. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, turn music on, by the way, if my son wakes up because it puts him right to sleep. Um, I don't like to use like video anymore um, to put him back to sleep, but he loves the music. And there are no words. It's just like nursery rhyme, mm -hmm. like melodies. Yeah. Um, played, but I swear I can hear someone singing mm, along to it. That is if weird. It already had lyrics. I could see it being like, "Oh, you're just hearing an echo yeah. or something like that." But like without any lyrics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is creepy. Um, yeah. Okay, last one. Not so much a haunted song, but I have had a somewhat relevant experience. I live in a rural area in England, a tiny, tiny, sleepy village surrounded by cider orchards and farmland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when we first moved to the village, I took my dog Bailey on a walk through the orchard opposite my house. Nothing seemed off until I reached the center of the orchard, nowhere near any houses or roads. When I could, when I started to hear creepy orchestral music, like piano, violins, etc., it wasn't really coming from anywhere specific. Didn't seem. I looked for a speaker in the trees, and I couldn't find anything. The music always kind of sounded like it was coming from behind me. It was starting to get dark at at that point, and my dog was acting uneasy. So I decided to go home. A few years later, I heard my sister talking to my mom and hearing the same thing about hearing the same exact thing in that orchard, which my mom confirmed she also had heard <laughs> and. My mom is the biggest skeptic I've ever met. The orchard has since been uprooted and all the trees were burned. I never found out where that music was coming from. Wow. Weird. Like no houses around. Yeah. No source for it to come from. That's and it bizarre. was like, yeah, very, <laughs> very bizarre. could hear it. Oh, yeah. That's weird. The mom, sister, and yeah, the OP. Hmm. That reminds me of, I think we talked about this once before with the Kristen Smart podcast mm -hmm. do you remember the episode where the person who was renting the mom's house was hearing right. like the watch beeping from under the garden mm -hmm. oh my <laughs> god yes yeah <laughs> maybe something was buried there 
or someone in that orchard. You never know. Oh, and like their phone was going off or something yeah. awful. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I guess well, you never know. It's hard in, and in trees, it's hard because sound mm-hmm. doesn't travel well. So it's like, uh, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I would rather that. not experience. That. I'd rather not. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'd rather not. I'll pass <laughs> on that one. That's a hard pass. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, and that's all I got. It's all wow. you, sis. Cool. Um, okay, so yeah, I guess this one, my topic for today sort of fits in with the devil's interval kind of thing is what led me to this eventually, so that all fits in well. So I think the theme is kind of like the devil in music. <laughs> basically um, not necessarily haunted or cursed, although there's a little bit of that. But anyway, um, the main one that I have for today, I think we mentioned before with like no context or detail. (laughs) So this time we'll get into it, but it's Robert Johnson, who was this like masterful blues artist in the 1930s. And details of his life are still getting pieced together and possibly it's the mystery of those missing pieces that also contributes to this ongoing conspiracy about him which is that he sold his soul to the devil in exchange for becoming this amazing musician so here's his story as we know it um so he was born in hazelhurst mississippi after his mother had an affair with a field hand and his mother's husband, so not his dad, but the woman or the man his mom was married to, um, was also having a bunch of affairs. And one of them led him to fleeing town um, because he heard that one of his mistress's husbands was this high powered businessman who definitely would not take kindly to <laughs> another man spending time with his wife. Um, and But a sad detail to that is that it's at this town where they lived, there had been four lynchings within the last few months. So um, as a Black man, that was a very real fear as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so when his mom's husband left, they were left destitute basically from the time that Robert was born to age seven until his mom remarried. And at that time, excuse me, the whole family took up cotton picking to make ends meet. But Robert, don't blame him at all. He did not enjoy the work. And so that's when he started to show interest in music. And he picked up guitar and this like makeshift sort of instrument called the diddly bow. Have you ever seen or heard one of those? No. Okay, I hadn't either. And so I watched a video and. Levo. Yeah. (laughs) It was really cool, actually. It was like, it only has one string and it doesn't have any frets or anything like you see on a guitar. So you use like a ceramic thing on your finger to slide to change. Yeah. But it's just one string. So you're like. just pulling the same string over and over, but sliding around. 
you should look it up. It was cool. Oh, that sounds really hard. Yeah. It's like it's so simple. It would be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that they made it, I guess when Robert was playing one was a string attached to the side of a house. And then they had a glass bottle as the bridge. <laughs> like, okay. So there was tension yeah. on the string. So he was like playing it against a house. <laughs> it wasn't even like a handheld instrument. My God. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. What's that, what's that instrument that um, Joni Mitchell plays sometimes? That's like, oh. is it a sitar? Um, I think it's a Glockenspiel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Glockenspiel. Or she but, plays on California. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure that that's a Glockenspiel. Actually, I'm gonna look up the picture. I can, I can, I can, I can look it up. Um, okay. Oh yeah, I think it is just based on this. Oh no, no, because okay. that is not. It's like a xylophone. So a dulcimer. Yeah, that sounds right too. Who knows? I don't even know what that <laughs> is. Yeah, an Appalachian dulcimer. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Totally. Yeah, there's so many instruments out there that mm. we just don't. Well, a yeah. sitar sounds really cool too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So. Anyway, that was a sidetrack. But, um, okay, next part of his life was that he was 17. He got married to a 14-year-old girl that he loved very much. So they were, like, actually <laughs> together. Um, but, as like, as soon as they got married, she got pregnant and went off to live at home with her family so that they could take care of her and help with the baby. But... Robert stayed behind to try to earn money. So okay. at that point, he gave up on his music because, frankly, he wasn't good <laughs> at the time. So he needed to do work that would actually pay him. Um, and when he finally saved up and he showed up to his wife's family's house to you know, reunite with his wife and baby, they both had tragically died during the birth so no yeah <laughs> and this is the first link between robert and the devil because his wife's family immediately were like no you can't come here <clears throat> because this happened like they died because of your devil music <laughs> so oh. they were like already putting him in this box and like associating him with the devil. So, well, which like rock and roll was, or <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it wasn't rock and roll at that time, but it's blues, close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know, but they yeah turned him away. And after those losses, he doubled down on his music now that he didn't need to provide for a family and he would go to shows all the time. And the big names in blues at that time in his area were Sun House, which is S-O-N, um, and mm. Willie Brown. And when Robert would go to those shows, he would go up on the stage and play their instruments during the intermission, like uninvited. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just because cool. he was like so desperate to play, um, right. but he, like I said, he was not good. And there was an interview with Sun House in 1999, and he said, 
folks, they come and say, why don't you go out and make that boy put that thing down? He is running us crazy. So people would people didn't like, want to hear it. no, they were jeering, they would boo. And yeah, he eventually was like fully kicked out of the place. Um, and he left for a couple months and no one knew where he went during that time. But when he eventually did come back, House and Brown, they kind of like took pity on him a little bit. So they gave him another chance to play. And suddenly he was incredible. <laughs> like overnight, he was this master musician. Um, they said that <clears throat> it sounded like two people were playing at once when he was playing. And yeah. he was just suddenly amazing. So that's the only part I knew that it was like two people were playing at once. I didn't know that he was like overnight incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was that's like, really, he was there left and then came back and was suddenly the expert. <laughs> so <clears throat> kind of bizarre. Um, but with this newfound talent, um, he started playing shows and he eventually got this chance to record his own music at um, a studio. And they said that during the recording, he would always play with his back to the people and facing a corner. So it was like, are you getting some sort of acoustic thing or are you like trying to keep a secret of how you're playing what you're playing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you muted? <laughs> oh, accident! Yeah, <laughs> like a Zoom call. But how, <clears throat> how at that time? Yeah, it's like he had a box. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <clears throat> I know. Yeah, so people were suspicious of him. I guess like thinking he was hiding some sort of secret. <laughs> Who knows that? Maybe he had like a devil, yeah. a third okay. hand, a third hand from right. the devil coming out. Who knows? Maybe, <clears throat> but. Um, that speculation led to the story that persists today that when Robert was booed off of the stage for the last time and disappeared for those few months, that was when he made his deal with the devil, which was mm. his soul for this amazing musical talent. And they say that how it happened was that Robert was playing music at a crossroads at midnight, which conjured the devil. And the devil took his guitar, played a few songs, and handed it back to Robert, which was basically signing the deal that now <laughs> soul for the musical talent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Robert's songs like don't do much to dispel these rumors about him because his most popular song is called Crossroad Blues, where yeah. <laughs> he talks about going to the crossroads and he's he talks about begging for mercy. <clears throat> so, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's going on. Um, so that's kind of a weird detail. And then his next yeah. most popular song is Me and the Devil Blues. So <laughs> in that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, the lyrics of that one are like something about me and the devil walking side by side with my evil spirit or something like that. So it's just generally very 
devil centric is his music. Okay. Um, devil centric. That's yeah. how I hope to be remembered. It's very devil centric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that rumor about him, it continued to take off and it led to what has now become known as the Crossroads Curse. Because mm. they say that musicians who cover that song, the Crossroad Blues, um, continue to have these tragedies come into their life. <clears throat> so some examples are that Eric Clapton covered the song with his band Cream. And not long after, his two-year-old son fell out of a window, which I did not know. Um, That's what... Uh, uh, Da, 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 da. If I saw you in heaven. Oh. That's about his son. Yeah, he fell out a window. It was oh. like horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible. Oh, I didn't know that. That's like two or something. Mm-hmm. He was like a, ch- like a child, yeah. a toddler. He was two. Yikes. Oof, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another example was Leonard Skinner. They played a cover of the song and then were in a plane crash <laughs> that killed three of their band members. I, mean, I yeah. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the Allman Brothers also, they covered the song like throughout their career. But then Dwayne Allman, he died in a motorcycle accident. Then a year later, another of their band members also died in a motorcycle accident in almost the exact same spot. So what the fuck? it could just be a dangerous road, but like, I it's a little weird. So yeah, but that's the crossroads curse. And then this other thing that adds more fuel to the fire of Robert having sold his soul to the devil is that, his the circumstances of his death are mysterious like no one knows for sure the cause of his death and no one really even knows where he was buried but we do know that he died at the age of 27 which uh, <laughs> brings us to the final topic <laughs> which is yeah the 27 club which mm-hmm. the 27 club that's like a nice catchy name for something that's actually really tragic. Um, It's the pattern, I suppose, of famous musicians dying at the age of 27. And I think for most people, that's probably just a coincidence, but others speculate that it's because these musicians have made satanic pacts and their debt to the devil aka their souls, um, are set to be paid during their 27th year. So um, the theory that these are satanic pacts or that the devil is involved actually probably does come from Robert Johnson because he yeah. is one of the earliest known like members, I guess, of this club. Um But people really started to notice this pattern when in 1970, it was over the span of only 10 months that Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison all died at the age of 27. So wild. Yeah. And then there was even more attention paid to it in the wake of Kurt Cobain's death at 27 in 1994. And then again 
after Amy Winehouse's death at 27 in 2011. So now people have continued to put together that there are so many other, like maybe lower profile, but equally talented musicians who also died at 27. Um, for example, Brian Jones, who was a founding member of the Rolling Stones, he was found dead at 27 in his pool. And oh, yeah, <laughs> but people, including Keith Richards, who's from the Rolling Stones, um, suspect that foul play was involved or that his death was just really mm -hmm. kind of mysterious. Um, and it was... I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they actually reopened the investigation into that in 2009, which was 40 years after it happened. But I don't wow. think anything changed as a result of that investigation. And I just thought it was kind of funny. His official um, cause of death that they recorded was... I didn't write it down. I think it was like death by misadventure or something <laughs> because they were trying to have like this overarching umbrella term, I guess, for the fact that he had been drinking. I think he had like yeah. sleeping pills, maybe something like that. So anyway, um, then also there are members of Canned Heat, Badfinger, The Grateful Dead, and Big Star, which is one of my favorites, um, just to name a few that are also um, members of the 27 Club. But I, so I knew that there was mystery surrounding Jim Morrison's death, but I don't think I realized the extent of it <laughs> until I was reading about this. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just quickly paraphrase what yeah, happened. Yeah. Um, but it's just mysterious because there's a little detail that I didn't know. Um, mm -hmm. So Jim Morrison died at 27. He was found in his bathtub. And mm -hmm. according to his girlfriend, she found him there in the morning, but they had spent the night together, but she knew that he got up to like go take a bath in the middle of the night. But she went okay. back to sleep and then found him the next morning. But then it comes out that some people say they saw him at a club. This was in Paris. He was out buying drugs from these two drug dealers. And they went into the bathroom, presumably to do the deal. But then when they never came out or they took forever to come out, the bouncer of the club went in to check and he found that Jim Morrison was unconscious in the bathroom stall. But then that leads to this whole other conspiracy that like these two drug dealers who sold him the drugs moved him right. into the house to put him into the bathtub where he was what? found. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, like people are just, it's bizarre and they never did an autopsy. So we don't actually know what the cause of death is. He was just... What if it was like buried. collusion between the drug dealers and the girlfriend? What if yes. she wanted him dead? Yeah, that is possible. And the thing that... The Here. little detail that kind of like pushed me over, I guess. I don't even know what I think. But the girlfriend, she also died at the age of 27. So fuck? it's like, did she, I don't know. 
did she want him to die because there was some sort of exchange of whatever he had going on onto her? Yeah. This sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. It's weird. No, but I mean, if you've seen Paranormal Activity, yeah, it tracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Was there any mention of the white lighter thing? Oh, I didn't go into that, but yes. Um, I know they all had white lighters on their bodies, right? When they... Allegedly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a, among the like cigarette and pot smokers of the world, like, <laughs> don't carry a white lighter. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I have one, but I don't take it out with me ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Just don't like put it in your pocket or anything. <laughs> don't have yeah, it on your no. person. But I have a hot pink one. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Not one that with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, matches my phone case. <laughs> She's and so cool. Since, since I know my parents listen to this, to smoke pot, not cigarettes. Yeah, so that's that. But I just was fascinated by Jim Morrison's story. Like, who do we believe? Yeah. You know? And also, like, why did the girlfriend die um, at the same age? Heroin overdose for her. But, but like, why 27? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also, I know that all of these people were incredibly famous, and they kind of became famous right. overnight, and that's stressful. But is there something mm-hmm. else that was, like, pushing them to this dark place yeah. that they ended up in? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what I think. Plausible. Yeah. What's your opinion? I don't know. I like, this is going to make me sound kind of kooky, but like, I almost feel kind of aligned with like what you're saying about like, did whatever he have transferred to her somehow? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If she. So, okay. So, say very hypothetically say he made some sort of deal with the devil mm-hmm. right for fame success whatever you probably would tell your partner right mm-hmm. like your partner would probably know yeah so if that happened and you told your partner then wouldn't and then your partner saw you rise to fame mm-hmm. wouldn't you kind of think like hmm, oh, well <laughs> couldn't i kind of get in on that mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I feel I feel like there's like something weird there that like not necessarily that it transferred over, but maybe her knowing kind of doomed her in a way. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the significance of the number 27, though, is like in numerology or whatever. Like if there's anything yeah. demonic about that, because obviously, we know, like 666 is like the mark of the beast or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder if 27 has any meaning. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't as far as I know. And two plus seven is nine. Yeah, which I don't think that's a... Times seven is 14. Yeah, I don't Which I don't think is, like, means anything, but I don't know. This, I'm just Uh looking it up. (laughs) Um, I just Googled meaning of nine. (laughs) So um, the first result is from Cosmopolitan magazine, and I'm not even clicking on it. It's just the little blurb. 
The nine is powerful. It represents completion, although not a final ending, more like the fulfillment of one cycle. So interesting. I don't know. Let's see what seven means. But yeah, there was another little part. I don't know if they actually include this as part of the 27 club theory but also next to Jimi hendrix there was a some song lyrics that he had written down that his friend who like tried to clean up the scene a little bit um took because he thought it was a suicide note but it was let me see if i still have the tab open it was something about like heaven and something ending so I think people maybe thought he like knew something was coming, but he did not commit suicide as far as we know. Um, Cause they described him as like, just he would take a handful of pills from somebody not even knowing what they were and take them. So it was just part it wasn't of like a, what he did. Yeah. 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 So. Um, 27 is interesting. Um Okay, I'm just going to read this. This is like very nerdy and mathematical, but in decimal, it is the first composite number not divisible by any of its digits. It is the radix, radix, or base of the septum vigesimal <laughs> positional system, whatever that is. Uh-huh. 27 is the only positive integer that is three times the sum of its digits. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a prime reciprocal magic square of the multiples of one seventh, the magic constant is 27. <laughs> magic. That's all I heard from that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the magic constant, I don't know. That's kind yeah. of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another, another says like symbolism behind like 27 as an angel number, so-called, mm-hmm. is New beginnings and spiritual awakening. Hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. That makes it sound more hopeful than like it's a it's a sign of like spiritual gift or like faith, trust, self-belief, as opposed to like something dark, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. know. Hmm. I don't know. Like what is that? Yeah. It's interesting. I like, I, yeah. I don't know what to believe, but it is a weird coincidence. That's for sure. If it is. And just for them all to see, I mean, I'm sure there are millions of people, maybe more who have died at 27, yeah. but for them all to be kind of from the same era and very much like famous people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's almost like, it almost has like suicide pact vibes, but it's like, death pact almost Mm -hmm. like yeah not like one two three die but there's some other force involved Mm -hmm. which i assume would be satan right (laughs) yeah no i get it not not in men's words i think it's satan (laughs) Satan for sure and they're all people that kind of pushed the what's that saying they pushed (laughs) the boundaries of like they were getting into new territory kind of so I don't know. It's yeah. Let us know what you think. I'd love to hear people's yeah. thoughts. Yeah, seriously. That's, it's just like such a weird one, right? Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Some of those, some of these other things, I mean, I feel like so much of the stuff we discuss is like 
we're never going to have answers, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe when we're dead, yeah. we'll have some like enlightenment yeah. that probably <laughs> is not something we can even comprehend mm-hmm. in life. But I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's really interesting. And like the, all the weird shit that's happened to both of us and like mm-hmm. our families and stuff. And yeah, this, I don't know, there's just a lot of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of really weird shit. Like inexplicable seemingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. I love mystery. Yeah. Mystery. Mystery. We got to keep some I mystery. Mystery. <laughs> we gotta have some mystery i'm but, not one yeah, of those people do. that's like let's no, dispel this let's no. experiment don't. i don't care don't <laughs> off my bit, all yeah. right? <laughs> Leave the i want the fucking yeah. time i want the mystery i want the magic that's it fucking magic <laughs> especially because it's spooky season yeah. and as of the time this is being released, we are just one day from October and zero days from the release of Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I'm going to projectile vomit everywhere. And I have plans Friday night. Mm-hmm. Are you going to cancel? And I'm like, I'm not going to cancel, but I think we're leaving at 9.30 and I'm going to come home and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and then I'm having a friend on Saturday to watch formally it watch it. And yeah. she's never watched the first one. <gasps> so we're going to watch the first one oh my God. for context and wow. pizza or whatever, and then watch the second one. And oh my I gosh. can't freaking wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be able to watch that movie with someone who's never seen it. How cool. I know. I'm just... It's cool, except you know I can quote the entire movie. Yeah. So I'm going to have to refrain on myself. Yeah. I'm going to have to refrain because <laughs> I'm going to ruin it for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And I hate when people do this, but I just have to do it really quickly. I had the funniest dream last night where my brother and I went into Spirit Store. For anyone who's <laughs> not from North America, Spirit Halloween is like a seasonal costume decoration Halloween store. <laughs> It was a dream that my brother and I went in there and literally like, like we're trying on all these these costumes. <laughs> and he ended up in like Daisy Dukes and like the oh. Winifred Sanderson. Oh my god. And like a crop top with a cape. Like I was wow. like, oh my god. That's his costume. But it was fully yeah, they fully had a display with like all three sisters. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I might have to be Winifred Sanderson yeah. this year. Maybe you should. I have a, I have a, I have a purple corset. I just need a green skirt and cape. Yeah, and I can use my hair. And makeup. Yeah, and orange hairspray. Yeah. Would you be able to commit to her hairstyle though? <laughs> I just do space buns. Okay. Yeah, that would work. It's, it's close enough. Yeah. I like jojum. Yeah. But it's space bun. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then I do lipstick, like a little uh-huh. heart, little yeah, <laughs> purse yeah. lips. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, yeah. next time we talk to you, we will have seen Hocus Pocus too. So just Except know that. Will I have? No. Because Dave no, is going to be gone, remember? For how long, though? I thought it was just like a few days. He'll be gone till Wednesday the 5th. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Okay, two episodes from now. Yeah, fuck. Oh, I know. Okay, well, I'll be able to. I'll be able to tell you if it's good or not. Okay, so you're. You can. Well, 
set your expectations reasonably. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. You know, I'm going to think it's good yeah. no matter what. Right? <laughs> yeah. I have very you know, high expectations. <laughs> yeah. But my bar is low. Yeah. I'm like, give me more yeah. Sanderson content. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so excited. Either way. I'm so freaking excited. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> um, you know, if you've got like a haunted music box, holler at us, girlsgonespooky yeah. at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, you guessed it, girlsgonespooky. <laughs> um, and we will see you guys next week. So stay spooky. Stay friends. Spooky. Bye. Bye.